Welcome to the Linguistic Show, where we talk about life, love, and everything else. There's always something to talk about with this couple, so you never know what may come out of their mouth. Welcome back to the Linguistic Show. Ooh, welcome back. Very smooth opening. Oh, thank you. To my left is Jason. To my left, since we're facing each to other. To your right. To my right is the television, <laughs> Slim. Okay. <laughs> to my left would be Little Miss Carol. Okay, yeah. So, hey, Roddy, it's Carol. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Jason. And so today we're talking about colorism. I thought that was what we were talking about today. And so when when we had talked about our new season and our relaunch a few months ago, well actually before that, you you wanted to touch on subjects that were at times a bit more maybe controversial or, or, or serious. And like one of them was 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 race and the colorism does tie into race. And I a few months ago I was not interested in, in talking about anything that was that serious because I know that people may have different opinions and it may spark controversy. True. Not with us, but just something that shy away from sometimes is controversy. That's a song by Prince. Anyway. Yeah. And so with colorism, we definitely want to just touch on that because we've had different experiences and I'm sure that um, that you all you all have as well. Whether it's you directly, maybe someone who you know, or maybe you haven't. Mm-hmm. So if you do, if you have experienced something and you want to join the conversation, please shoot us an email, a DM, something like that, and we might use your content. Yep, post in the comments after the, after the episode. So let me get my handy dandy notebook. Out. Oh snap! She got a whole list for me, man. Yeah, oh, it's actually a post-it note. You hear those sound effects. It's, it's actually a post-it note. It's the post-it being pulled apart. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> but we we had we had began our our discussion conversation last night, and so you had some really really great points that I never even thought about because I am not you, and you're not me. So. All snap. Here come the questions. So, hopefully you have, you have stop. They can't see you. I had the questions in my head. I'm good. But as I said earlier, I know. Okay, they can't see your hand that you're fine. doing. They're not supposed to see my hand. <sighs> okay. We don't got it on video yet. That's nope. coming in 2023. Yes. Video podcast in 2023. Yes, it's gonna be like drink Get champs, but it's gonna be like <laughs> drink champs, but just us. <laughs> Shout out Nori. Love y'all little po- podcast. That joint's dope. So I'm gonna start us off with something that I think is a bit humorous, but people mm. may not think it's funny that our alter egos as rappers are Remy Ma and Fat Joe. You <laughs> made this decision. I do not look like Joe Cartagena. I don't. His cousin. His cousin. I do not look like Joey Crack. I do not. Mm, one of my college friends thought so. And I was like, Yo, one, I bet you, your, I bet you, your college friend was never exposed to anybody from Afro Caribbean cultures. She is Afro Caribbean. Well, goddamn it, I don't look like Fat Joe though. Okay, so <laughs> now I want to know who. Now I'm about to go check, man. I, I bet you I know who. And gosh yeah. darn it. Tell me here. No, I'm not gonna tell you in your ear. Not right, right now. Not right now. But right the point now. is, the point is, <laughs> so it's like, God dang it, man! Like I don't look like. 
like Fat Joe. Why are we doing this? You do look like Remy Ma, but I don't look like Fat Joe. And so the funny part about that is, is one of my experiences with colorism is that everywhere I go, somebody says, hey, I know you. Did you go to such and such school? Did you go to this church? Did you play on this team? Is your cousin this name? You're is like, your brother nope. this? And I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm none of those things. None of those things. I didn't grow up in this side of D.C. I didn't go to school down here. I didn't work with your cousin. I have a very I'm small... Look, I have a very small family, <laughs> so the chances of you and me being related are slim. So, like, dog, like, I understand that everyone isn't exposed to all different cultures. So I need to be sensitive, but by the same token, I need everybody else to be sensitive and understand that every light-skinned person with curly hair you meet is not the same person. So then, like, with with you having a certain kind of look, how has that impacted you as far as, like, growing oh, up? Oh, multiple different ways. So especially hundreds. especially as a guy. So especially as a guy. So there's, there's, there's multiple facets to this. It's multifaceted. Um, so as a guy, you know, first and foremost, you get this kind of stigma um, being a light-skinned guy. Oh, he must be a punk. He must be soft. He, you know, he's a pretty boy and all those things. Anybody who actually knows me, yes, I do like to dress nice. But it's really just because of sneakers and shit. Like, nah, I am not on that pretty boy stuff. Like, when's the last time I got a haircut? Like, I used to, ha like, yo, like, like I'm <laughs> not, I, no, I'm just saying, I'm just, like I'm just saying, like, like, that's the vibes, though. That's the vibes. Is anybody who meets me is like, oh, he's a pretty boy. He's a player. And it's like, young, that's not my, that's not my personality. I'm not. That's and not that's who I am. That's what I thought like, when I first met you. So that's see, just something see, new that, that I so, had in my head because of just things that were stereotypes mm -hmm. of, of the 90s and 2000s. So, so I was one of those people who thought that, unfortunately. Yeah, so like it's, it's a double-edged thing. So from guys, you would get the, oh, he must be a punk. He must be soft because he's light-skinned and has glasses. It's like, nigga, I will dust you off right here just like anybody else. I play sports just like anybody else. I'm competitive. You know what I mean? I can hold my own. I, I work hard with my hands like yo I'm one I just wish that that wasn't a stigma in the black community so if you're light skin you got to be soft right he got to be soft because he's light skin you can't choose your parents so that's already off the break saying oh he got to be soft because he's light skin but you don't get to choose your parents you, you know what I'm saying or your upbringing your upbringing determines if you soft or not you know what I mean? So like that off the break is a coloristic thing that we really got to get over as a culture to stop the light skin bias. And it goes both ways because what Carol had just said about the 90s and the 2000s, guess what? Every woman I met back then thought I was a player, thought I was this pretty boy. That's what we would assume, like, like based on like on movies like like Soul Food mm -hmm. and, and, and others. Did they had the, the guys who were light skinned mm -hmm. who were, I guess, debonair, suave. Shamar Moore ruined it for me. It was the guy from Soul Food, um, the one who who was like in Bird. Even I, I forgot his. The point name, is, is like y'all yeah. Bama's ruined it for me, dog. Because I ain't that dude. That's not me. That's not me. That's number one. So so yeah, I would get it from both sides. I would get it from females. Like, and I've literally heard the conversations. Oh, he's so cute. I'm gonna have a baby by him. Like I heard this shit, and I'm like, young, what the hell? You don't even know me, but you're willing to say out loud to your friend that you want to have a baby by me because I'm so pretty. I bet you make pretty babies. Like conversations like that. It'd be places when I'm just out and about minding my business and some old lady would come up, ooh, you got pretty hair, Oh, I'd be like, yeah, ma'am. 
I'm like, you're a cougar. Leave me alone. Not even, no, I ain't even talking about cougars. Like, I'm talking about, like, mountain lions. Like, oh. like, like we're talking about experienced cougars. And I'm like, young, oh, leave me alone, old lady. Look at me, your grandma. I'm just trying, leave me alone, old lady. I'm just trying to get my coffee at the Wawa. What we doing out here? I got to stop naming businesses because y'all not sponsoring us. So Wawa, cut us a check because I, I chowed y'all out. I didn't have to. Anyway, yes, like, I did experience that. And so... Was that more so of high school or or like college or because like I mean you have different um, different experiences like you lived in various so, states so so, like so high school for example high school wasn't as it wasn't as prevalent in high school more so because of the high school that I went to yeah remember that I had great grades and was a minority and also another minority and you know my parents were willing to help out and volunteer and stuff so I got to go to a good a good private school, play football, try to play basketball, all that stuff, right? And so, you know, in that kind of environment, yeah, there were a lot more uh, mixed kids and, and different kids that uh, from different nationalities, so it was a lot more of a cultural melting pot. So, in that case in high school, yes, I could say I didn't really get it as much. I would get it on the football field where I would line up against somebody and a, and a nigga would look at me and be like, this light-skinned soft motherfucker until I dusted him, and now they had to respect me. Right. And so, like, that was stuff that ha used to happen to me often in the realm of sports and things like that. So, as I got older, though, it was much more like, so, for example, I always tell this story about uh, Florida when my, my folks ended up moving to Florida and I went with them. One of the first things I did was I got to find a basketball court, bro. I got to find the games. I got to go find a basketball court. I got to get this energy out. I got to go find a basketball court. And so, I show up at the basketball court and immediately I'm red. Hey, Red, pass the ball, Red. What's up, Red? I'm like, nigga, I'm not even Red. Like, I'm not, that's not even my skin tone like that. I'm not a, right. I'm not a Red Bone. Like, that's not even my skin tone. But, like, that was, them Southern dudes yeah, automatically, them Southern thing. cats automatically see a light-skinned dude. What's up, Red? Now, um, the other part is how, you know, down there in particular, you're either Cuban or Puerto Rican or Dominican. But if you look like me and so but you have that though well yeah no i so am so uh, no no i get that but that's the thing <laughs> is that the assumptions would be made that i would be doing this and doing that and that's not the case and so yeah you do get a little bit of a stigma based on colorism i know down south in particular being a light-skinned man was like it was a definitely a little bit of a different vibe than it was up here. We we're a little bit more common up here, I guess you would and say. And up here is in the D.C. area. Right, but down south, it was definitely like, yo, they were just looking at me like, yo, who is that? Who is that guy? But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, I would say that that would be my experience for real, is that it's a gift and a curse. It's like sometime, you know, from certain segments of the population they'd look at me like oh he must be he must have his stuff together uh he's a pretty boy and because everything like that because i'm light-skinned and it's crazy right like you don't know my background my family history you wouldn't know what i've been through but you just assume things are what they are and so i wonder at times if that's helped me like in uh the job seeking environment like when i go to look for a job because i know i've been a hiring manager and i've always made it a point to not judge a book but I know every every person who you know runs a business or whatever isn't that same way, and so I wondered at times if I got jobs over other people because I just present more acceptable to them than uh, another brother might. 
and that and that's something that actually um, takes me back to preschool for our oldest daughter Leah. Mm-hmm. And so back then, of course, we only uh, only had one child, so we didn't know how number two and three would look in terms mm-hmm. of their skin color, their hair texture, all that kind of stuff. And so, and um, actually, but for her in preschool, she had to be maybe two or three at this age. I remember very very vividly how. We didn't get there late. We got there like um, close towards like the whole star of breakfast. And there was this one little girl who was maybe a few shades darker than her. And it wasn't even dark, but she was a, a, mm-hmm. a few shades uh, more brown than Aaliyah. And, and her hair usually was not done nicely or it was disheveled. And I remember very, very, very vividly one of the um, preschool teachers made this little girl who probably maybe like two or three uh, I'm getting from a little moon shaped table but uh, Aaliyah could have a seat at, at, that, at the table so I told the, the, the teacher no put that girl back in, in the chair because she was already here first so Aaliyah can sit on like the little side part it's okay and I told her like no don't do that and the teacher later separately that just because my daughter looks maybe different than her there's no reason for you to even treat this other little girl like that and so like those kind of stigmas that was the first time at age two or three that I had experienced that as a parent for our child and it was like our kid being uh, um, given, had, given um, um, I guess advantage pre- 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 it's, yeah. pre- it's a preschool half moon shaped breakfast table so like for y'all I guess that that kids in daycare like y'all know those little tables that has those little six looks little six chairs and you put them in, put them in and so that to me really frustrated me because this kid is this, this, this little girl her and is being treated differently because she is a is a few shades browner than than our daughter who got there after her and so I told the teacher to put her back and so like that kind of stuff I think is passed down definitely from from up generations in, ter- in terms of like I guess maybe a um a subconscious bias of treating people who are lighter differently and better even though they don't deserve it I mean we like know we know <laughs> I mean we know where that comes from that yeah. goes all the way yeah. back to slavery yes. times we know the reason why there's a different stigma like I've been called a house nigga all, all the time I get called that all the time and the thing is is I'm far from that that's not my personality right I'd not, probably not at all. I'd probably not be the one I probably would have been the one that would have ran away and got killed I wouldn't have been the house nigga like the, right. like real talk so like that's what I'm saying like it's just that automatic stigma based mm-hmm. on generations and generations and of subconscious sometimes yes. and conscious you're right pass down biases you're right about that so we talked about where you lived let me get out my handy dandy notebook. Was that from Doc McStuffins or from Handy Manny? It was from some cartoon. One of them. They both had notebooks, babe. Okay, fine. Okay. I know that Doc McStuffins had one. Okay, so like with you being a dad of all daughters who look different, what are some of the things that maybe have troubled you? Or maybe have been good, but I mean, like colorism clearly is not a good thing. And like with our kids looking different, I mean, like you and I both have, have had experiences that times have been frustrating, at times I've been angry, at times I've even cried. I'm thinking like, what is my child going to experience later in life just by hearing these things now? So I don't know that she's heard any of it. Um, I know she's as far been as around like some of these people, like, like I know strangers too, <laughs> right? So 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's obvious if anybody knows us, like that's that's kind of how it is. As our oldest two look a lot like me, and our youngest has the facial features, but oh, has yeah, the but, oldest of the like oldest, her. but has your skin tone. She actually has my hair texture though, which is crazy. She mm-hmm. has long, she, she, she has, has long flowy. She has long <laughs> flowy hair, and so like she even has straighter hair than Aaliyah does. Yeah, she does. So, so like, so that <laughs> which that's is so which weird. is interesting. So like, like that's what I'm saying. She's a perfect little mix of both of us. But but yes, I mean, that's the stigma. So you know, people don't necessarily have to say it, but it's just the thought process is like niggas, because that's how guys just probably talk to each other, and women probably talk to each other mm-hmm. as well. But you know, it's that thought process of, are you sure that that one's yours? Because the other two look like that. Are you sure that one's yours, Jason? That's the type of conversations that guys have. So, of course, does that happen to you? Yes. Why would you think I'm bringing it up? Well, well, like that's the conversation. So that's the kind of yes. That's the kind of things. That. That's the kind of thing conversations guys have. And, and you know, I shut that shit down immediately. Had they seen me before? I mean, because hello, I'm not. Of course. So light. again, of course, I shut that shit down immediately. <laughs> but again, I be feeling like a lot of people who aren't, you know, you're not a genetic. Expert, you're not a geneticist, or is that even a yes, is that the word? It's the geneticist, word. great, I use yeah, it. great. Bing, the, the bells, the bells over, over there. there. <laughs> um, so yes, I mean, like, you're not a geneticist, so how do you, how can you tell me what kids are going to come out looking like? I mean, even me and my brother look different. We look similar, but we look different. Yeah, yeah, y'all do have like a few similarities at like certain angles, and like when y'all yeah. were younger. But as as adults, y'all clearly it's it's for obvious, you know that you don't look alike too much. Right, and so. Anyhow, I mean, that is something that I've experienced. And, of course, I shut that shit down quickly. But I can understand how that would frustrate you or to um, make you feel a certain kind of way. And so I know you've told me the story about, you know, walking around with our daughters and people thinking that you're the housekeeper or something, the babysitter. Yes. I mean, I've been asked or slash told various times with it, it, it was it was more so when we had um, the um, the oldest in the middle so right. we were a, a family of four and i remember being out in at, at a store in clinton I think, I think we know what store it is yeah we know what store it is is what it is but. and if you know what it is you know because you've been there and you've been frustrated just like the rest of us anyway yeah so we were at at that store and so it was actually happened twice at, at that store because it, it, because we lived in the area for nine years, so right. I was at the store often. <laughs> but, but there was this one time um, at the checkout line. It was actually with all three that 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 this customer asked me, "Was I the mom of all three? So was one of them adopted? And the one of them obviously going to be Ashley because she is the one that looks different, a different um, skin color than than mm-hmm. Lee and Angie." And so at that point, I had heard those kind of comments about like, oh, are you the babysitter or where is their mom or are they adopted or is their dad? And I had heard so many different comments by, by the time that we had actually that I was I was a bit numb to it, but I would get angry and not sad at that point because I had heard it for at that point, right. maybe six years. Right. Because the Lee at the time was, was like, well, actually more than that, but I heard, I heard it for several years. And so my my response at that point in, in the store was not it was not it was not laughing at all for like huh it was more it was anger right because and I it was because be. I was pissed off that this random person who I have no clue they are is gonna ask me is is one of them adopted and so they didn't point to it to who it is but obviously we know who we're talking about mm-hmm. and so like 
it didn't hurt me at the time but then like reflecting on like what what this world is what this country is I'll say because this is where we live in, in the US and so just thinking about what Ashley may experience by by being by being in a family that has that has two sisters who are so much lighter than her they look so much different to her um, at the outset. So, like when folks, I guess, like actually know us, then they can see that that um, that that's really obvious that that, that Leah and actually look a lot alike. Except especially for the now, especially <laughs> now that Ashley's getting older and they her feminine so her feminine features are starting to pop out more. Like it's yeah, like she literally looks like Aaliyah's twin, just yes. a little a little yeah. chocolate version. Yeah, a chocolate version. And so like just just the anger and the sadness for thinking of what she may have to experience by having two sisters again who are much lighter who have different kinds of, of of hair textures than her so i would so i would get sad as her mom thinking you know that like she'll experience colorism racism in this no fault of her own that that she looks like this so mm -hmm. i do make it a point to love not love her extra but because because because, 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 because all three girls are loved equally even though thirds not equal but <laughs> you get what i mean like how are thirds not equal ma'am 30, 33 and a third, 33 and a third, 33.34 Why are we talking in percentages and not fractions? Anyhow, because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a third, a third. Oh, a third, two thirds, and three thirds, oh, right? okay, fine. Okay, Mr. Mathematician. <laughs> but I would just really get sad for thinking, like, what, what she may have to go through. And so I do know that at times I am extra lovey-dovey on her because number one she's our last child number two because of how she was born with her stillborn and then survived number three because she does look different and I want, I want her to know that she has so much love from us whether whether the world shows it to her or not and so at, at age nine she hasn't experienced that because I do ask her occasionally do you do, 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 um do you get do you get um, treated differently because of how you look? Because I want her to understand that this may happen, but but I don't want to also scare her right. and make her think that this may happen at you know, at age nine or ten. And so I'm getting emotional. I feel my feel my, my eyes watering. I did not expect that. As far as like getting sad for her, I mean, as far as like actually like having some tears coming down my little eyes. Well, I mean, like. There, there really is kind of an interesting scenario and I, I mean I would think back to your childhood how was it for you because your sister and you are totally different complexions and you're right about that and that's and I I would and I did think for many many years up until I was in my 20s I thought that that my parents loved me less because number one because I stutter so I thought I was embarrassed of them as a child but I will also like wonder why why did God I guess make us the, the us is Melanie and mm -hmm. I look so different in terms of our skin color and so I think I don't know whether I asked I, whether I, I had asked our mom that question outright but there was something I remember in middle school or maybe elementary school something like that we were in Virginia visiting my my, my grandparents and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the folks in Portsmouth Port Virginia hey night family but but I asked her basically like why do I look different than than you and then and then Melanie, but that so my dad is my same is my same color, but I but I wasn't thinking about him. I, I was thinking more so of why are my aunts well not all of them, but like why mm -hmm. why are my aunts really really light? Why is Melanie much lighter? And so like she had explained to me that actually that Melanie looks a whole lot like my um 
um, um, our uncle who um, who died, I think maybe in the 60s or 70s. And so when I saw his photo as a kid, I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know my reaction, but it was me seeing that you know, that that genes can move around, mm-hmm. they can skip people. You never know how someone's gonna look, and so that so like her. Her assuring me that just because I was not the same color as Melanie or even darker than uh, than our mom didn't make me less loved by them. So that was a reassuring, and I didn't even realize how much that was how much that bothered me occasionally. Mm-hmm. Wipe my face with my little poster. Oh my god! Because <laughs> the tissues are over across the room. But um. One of the other things that I remember for, for Angelina, very, very, and I think I shared share this with you, very, very vividly, when she was in kindergarten, maybe first grade, when she thought that um, that, um she was white. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know what she had learned that um that month. It was, it was back history month. She was, it was kindergarten because um, we were at cheer practice. Um, sometime afterwards and so she was telling her tumbling coach that 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 her father her sister which was Aaliyah mm-hmm. and then and then her grandmothers which the grandma Carla and your mom are, are white and, and then she and, and, and then so are they and the end the day is you Aaliyah and her and so I never heard that before because she never expressed I guess anything dealing with skin color right we never talked about that at that point because she's only five or six and Aaliyah's maybe eight or nine at that point and Ashley is probably wasn't even born or maybe like an infant I don't know she was back then <laughs> she was mm-hmm. she was little right, right. but when we were done with 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 practice her um, her, her coach asked to, to talk to me so I'm thinking it's about maybe like tumbling skills or like things right. that she can work on or something I thought, I thought it was actually about practice and so he was concerned about like what she was saying to him and the other girls who were um, at the tumbling practice about, about her being white so like so he wasn't mad or anything he asked me like what well, I heard this before I said no I don't know where it's coming from and so he explained that what she was saying in terms of like her mm-hmm. sister you the grandmas but I don't remember what it was she was saying that if it was during the times of the king that couldn't be I guess together and the we is is Ashley and me will be separated from you grandma Carla your mom Ali and her so then the coach had I guess I'm trying to like, like probe and ask her why basically she was saying because we're white and the we is no issues y'all and so that to him was concerning and that was the first time that I had really thought about maybe I do need to explain to our kids about the, the about like why they look different about how it's genes and not just anything else it's just it's genetics and that's it well I think that that's important in our culture in general because even when you don't have a fun you know melting pot like myself with different cultures in you know infused into our gene pool you have two african-american parents who'll have a light-skinned child and a brown-skinned child so that's what i'm saying like it does mm-hmm. happen but i will say those those questions do arise a lot right, right. not from well not from me anymore but from i have heard it was kind of comments like on tv and mm-hmm. family i'm like oh Okay, I'm gonna be quiet on that because I don't know. I decay what the answer is. Right. 
But I mean, like that 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 sort of thing does happen, and so um, it's saddening and infuriating. It really is, and it, it it's and it, the reason why is because we already have it hard enough. Why are we making it? situations harder on ourselves mm-hmm. like we already are in a we're already in a country that persecutes us and um yes there's opportunities but by the same token we know how those opportunities are handed out and it's not based on merit this is not a meritocracy we know better than that and then to a further extent knowing the disadvantages that we all have we should be working together mm-hmm. and shouldn't be thinking about these sort of things but these things do come up and so that's why from my perspective and the crazy thing is that it ebbs and flows because remember remember in the 90s and 2000s oh you're a light-skinned guy oh you're the most attractive thing on the planet mm-hmm. now no nah. women aren't attracted to light-skinned guys now they want you you gotta be dark-skinned with dreads <laughs> you gotta be dark-skinned with dreads or they or like women don't black women don't take you seriously they think you're a punk and that's crazy because yeah. it's not the that's not the case maybe it's some different because i've heard that i've heard, heard no no like, well i mean it's social media it's social media Probably it's movies did. it's pop culture it's a lot of different things but I mean, I've had one of my friends who's dating out here, and he's in his you know late twenties, and he's he said that this shit happens all the time. That women expect him to be soft because he's a little bit lighter, and he's like he's not soft even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so like that's funny how that works, and how um, you know they they expect different things based on that visual. And so I've always wondered how women really really think about that. I mean, because guys have I'll say like I know. I know people have preferences, but right. some people like what they like, some people don't like what they don't like. But when does it get to a point that culturally overtakes those preferences? And now you're you're allowing everybody else's preferences to guide what you think. Yeah. Like maybe you thought that that light-skinned person or brown-skinned person was attractive, but now since society has told you they're not, you don't even look at them anymore. I hear what you're saying. And so like that that's something that I'm that I am pretty sure that our kids will I'm gonna go through it as I was cousins and, and, and friends well, and family. Well, for girls, it's a little bit different because all I mean, it it is, but it isn't. I'm gonna, let me take that back. It's not different for girls because mm-hmm. I know, especially in our community, how guys feel about light skinned girls. And still, they have the same still, thoughts about still. Even that's been like I know how I know how I mean that's how guys are. That's just that's just how they are. That's how they are, and I hate to say it like that, but that's again one of those ingrained cultural things that goes way back from you know generations of trauma going back then. We know that that's the reason why. Yeah. But um, and it probably wasn't even our preferences it was the preferences of the master put on us Mm -hmm, and and seeing that that mixed girl was treated so differently now all you know everybody on the plantation's like oh snap well there must be a reason why she's being treated so differently and now that stigma just Mm -hmm. continues and continues and continues till you get to the point that i mean personally i'm gonna say it out loud i love brown skinned women uh, y'all beautiful. I love the melanin. It just, it just, it's beautiful in the sunlight. Oh my it god, just glistening, glistening just on. glistening all over your body. <laughs> like yes, I love it. So I mean, I get it. Like people have preferences, right? Some people like this, some people like that. But I've also never been the type of person to be like, ooh, I'm only gonna date a light skinned girl. Ooh, I'm only gonna date a brown skinned girl. Like never been like that. But that's just me. You know, I know a lot of people are different. I had friends in high school that was exclusively light skinned or white girls. And and, and, I, and I'm going to safely assume. It's not even assume because. Oh yeah, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. He was, yeah, he was darker than dark. 
Well, yeah. Yep. Go ahead and that, say. That was one thing. I was Go ahead say. and say it because that's the that's the crazy thing, right? Is that back then, especially you know, given our age group, so remember the nineties, yeah, yeah. how they were. That was the thing. Is like if you were brown skin, you had to get with a light skin person to, so that y'all could have pretty mixed babies. Like that right. was like the thing. That they, they used to say that. Remember, I said earlier that people would actually say that. Ooh, I bet you make pretty babies, girl. If you don't get the fuck out my face with that creepy pervy shit. Get the hell out of my face with yeah, that! And that's the very kind. That's the very high schoolish kind of mentality that, that, that I'm. That I'm pretty sure that that adults who are even twenties, thirties, forties, maybe even older, still 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 think. Like you definitely have a. You definitely have a good point in terms of like how how about some guys in the 90s wanted to be with a with a light skin or a white woman because they they may have light skin curlier babies but some of them came out with very very coarse hair right. <laughs> so, so they may have been disappointed <laughs> no offense to to anyone who was light skin and biracial that has coarse hair because coarse hair is beautiful you can make it look wonderful but yes and from my personal experience man <laughs> when, when you, you be trying to have cornrows and stuff and you got this curly <laughs> nice soft hair that everybody loves running their fingers through your, your daggone braids take years to get there because you got to have a lot of hang time got <laughs> oh. and so like what I was thinking a few minutes ago is that is that like with with people who maybe had been a high school, um, um, high school age for us back then, or maybe even now, like if if you were just limiting yourself to a a light skinned person or a brown skinned person, like you're gonna be, you're, you're gonna miss out on the actual person's character, their humor, mm, like that a, part. A, like a, a genuine friend who may turn into a lover, best friend or not, but but like. If you are are uh, uh, purposely blocking off whole segment of people, you're missing out on some awesome, on some like really good awesomeness. So I, I I understand where you're coming from as it pertains to dating, but again, when it pertains to dating, it's really preferential. So yeah, yes, right. colorism does exist in that environment, but I also believe to a certain extent that it's a little bit less. Uh, not less prevalent because it is prevalent but mm -hmm. less i don't think it's as offensive in the dating environment because at the end of the day you have your preference your preference is your preference some people like big girls some people like skinny girls some You're people right. like tall yeah, girls some people sure. like short girls you know what i'm saying some people like them thick whatever the case may be right so that's a preferential thing for me i just don't like it when you say it out loud in a dismissive way because yeah. that make so it's one thing to say oh as a woman if you're a woman and you say well i only date brown skinned men i only want chocolate men mm -hmm. right so that's fine if that's your preference that's totally fine but when you say no, well, well no, but when you turn reason? around and say light-skinned niggas ain't shit because they weak like nah that's, yeah, that's not it that's yeah. that's an assumption that you're making based on whatever society has told you not your personal experience and that that actually that actually brings us back to to the why of like of like why some why some women say oh, I'm saying only want only want to be with someone who was mm -hmm. chocolate or is really is really really brown because maybe there is some kind of of a of a, a um, subconscious bias towards light skinned men because they heard or experienced or their mom or, or grandma told them you know that that light skinned men are a certain way 
Now, I mean, personally, so I never heard that in terms of like light skinned men or punks or that, soft. That's or because weak. you live in Southern Maryland where y'all got them, y'all got them, them couple families that's not, lighter than light down here. Yeah, a couple families. I said me. I'm not saying what my friends may have said, but I'm saying me, okay. Curl, did. But I mean, but if you want to be real, I feel like that, that I feel is like a that's whole relevant. other conversation. No, but I, I feel like it's not, nah, girl. But I feel like that's relevant because I look at experience that. Look, look right at that. that. I feel like that's relevant though. So the funny thing is, is I'm mouthing these two words at my wife because and she's from she, because she's saying. from Southern Maryland. If you're from Southern Maryland, Y'all there are a couple families, families. There's a couple families who are traditionally known for intermarrying at times to keep their you know, gene pool light skin. Yes. And so, like, I'm talking about cousins marrying cousins and even or deeper, or even babies having babies with people you are directly related to. Maybe to, like third cousin removed, but so, still counts. So, what I'm saying is, is like, there's a couple well known families in Southern Maryland that are known for that. And so, like, that's the type of thing that all throughout the South, all throughout the South and in rural areas in particular, it seems like that type of stuff is really, really prevalent. And I'd be feeling like, like that's because you just without having the exposure to different mm-hmm. cultures like you get in more exposure. urban areas right without that exposure to different cultures that you get in more urban environments i feel like the general consensus um society in those areas is to revert back to slavery times to revert back to those rural times and those sensibilities unfortunately like i just don't yeah. get like how you think it's so important to to stay light skinned that you intermarry and marrying your cousins and, and interbreeding all that inbreeding and everything this just to inbreed. make sure just to make sure your your family stays light skinned to the point that they, I've heard this because I know a couple of them I know a couple I don't want to name the last should I name the last no, name we're I, not I know doing a couple because I have friends be, because who I have I know people are who are both I know ways. people who are both last names and one of them is is clearly that the other one has that last name she's not really like that vibe she's not come from she's not that no 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 <laughs> that, that's the thing so it does sound so bad but oh, look at where I'm that guilty. comes from though that comes from that I'm comes guilty. from years of going to school oh, with, goodness, with right. those people and them talking about this as you're part right. of their family history and so i do know a couple of young ladies well our age i guess so yeah. i know a couple of women who are you know those last names they yeah. might be in those families they might not be right. but one of them really is passing she's passing still in, in, yeah in still in age? 2022 if she didn't have you know black girl magic because you know y'all got that magic you know if she didn't have black girl magic in that vibe she's a hundred percent passing a hundred percent passing for a white that, and i didn't even know that that people who were i guess our our age range you know, in the 40s and, and, and younger like still do that i mean i, I mean I, I know someone who, who does that and she's in her 60s i was thinking oh my god we know you're black but others who are not black don't know that you're black but okay if you want to pass for white because you're so so light then go ahead but no but like when you're when you're talking about like me growing up in Southern Maryland, I totally forgot about about like actually experiencing colorism in high school, and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that was my first time that I like completely know. Well, actually, my grandma did it to me too, but that was right. some of my family. What's <laughs> my grandma's different? Yeah, but, we know she's built different. Yeah, the whole brown bag, and you wouldn't be able to be in a fear. That's one of the issue with my own grandma. So that's. Mm. 
country. Country people. She doesn't have a country. You know, she's oh, yeah, just she's not country. She's she not is, country. She's just ghetto. She is from the D, so she she's is not ghetto. country. She's not country. She's just ghetto. It's not not even that, but but like when you mentioned those um those families, I just thought about any time that that's one of my friends told me that I could not even come into his grandma's house because I was too dark, and so I thought he was kidding. And I was like, oh, well, well, we know you're kidding. He was like, no, I'm serious. You cannot come inside because you're too dark. So you have to stay in the car. He was only there maybe for like five minutes or so. But but I really thought he was kidding by saying that, no, Carol, you got to stay in the car. And so, ooh, that was in the 90s when that happened. Mm. See, and stuff like that is really crazy to me. that was 25 years ago. Well, not 25 years ago, but that was a long time ago, I guess, to some people. But it's still kind of current because that, cause I'm only 40 seven years old so we've covered some good stuff with colorism <laughs> I'm sorry I was distracted by something um, oh, there's you a, think, are you okay nah there's a there's a little person in our midst that we're uh, taking care gonna, of we're taking care of during during this recording and there's a little person he's in, in being the midst. a great audience member he's, right. he's so quiet he hasn't made a sound right he's doing the best but so good stuff he's alive but, though right <laughs> But, he's alive. Oh my God, he's alive. Great, great job. He way, way to be a great, way to be a great aunt. Carol. I am a great. Yeah, he's alive. I mean, because he's so quiet. Right, he is quiet. He's got a little binky. That's why. Anyway, so yes, um, there is a lot of, of. I feel as though in our culture, there's a lot of this that just goes back, and I hate to be that guy with everything. Just blame it on slavery, right? Blame it on slavery. But a lot of. Yeah, clap. It's very good. He very made good some noise just now. Oh, he is clapping. Really? He it was clapping for you. Yeah. Right. Because he knows that it all goes back to slavery, too, right? Why are you clapping? <laughs> yes. So, so unfortunately, like, the it, I hate to say it like this, but we know that just the majority of our experiences kind of end up going back to slavery. And so this particular conversation clearly is rooted in that. Definitely. But, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you, the thing that we talk about, like you were mentioning your uh, friend's grandma that wouldn't let you come in the yeah, house. And, and I thought he was kidding, but he was dead serious. You could not come in the house. I was like, oh, okay, I'll stay in the car. So that's one of those things that it, it feels like to me, the older generation who experienced a lot more than us from a you know bigotry standpoint and things like that back during the 50s and 60s or even earlier than that, I feel like they're the ones who have kind of, you know, kept these things going, perpetuated these stereotypes yeah, and myths definitely. and things like that. When, you know, modern folks like that's not even doesn't even really come into our our frame of thought as yeah, much. I mean, yeah, his grandma his grandma did and like my grandma was doing that up until last year when she was living here. Right. And that, and that caused a whole issue and she still was doing it. Well, she called me a few months ago. <laughs> so mm. I'm like, really, Grandma? You're still on this stuff? And that's crazy is that she had made, basically created a whole narrative in her head based on colorism, based on her thoughts of what colorism was. Yeah, that, that we don't love our youngest daughter because she's different, of a different skin tone than our oldest two daughters yet. 
she and I are the same skin tone, Ashley and I. And so that was that was a major issue when Luke Grimmer was living here. Right. No, I know, and I'm hip. A and lot so, of tension. And and the crazy thing is, is like if you're actually paying attention, it's the opposite of that. We probably do too much for right. Ashley. Yes. We probably we baby her asking, too much. Why do y'all do that? I'm like, well, number one, she's our last child. Number two, she had a hard time getting here. But I, but I don't I don't but like me as her mom, I don't think. It's because of her skin color, but I just want her to, uh, her to always know that she is loved immensely in this family, regardless of your skin color. I don't say those words, though. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that um, it is up to us in the younger generation, and I'm saying younger generation like I haven't been called an OG recently. I'm somebody's OG, ironically. Yes, that's a whole other feeling, a whole other episode in terms right. of like how how we are now the we're the elders oh, almost. We're not the, we're not the elders, we're but we're that we're the important generation in our family. Yet. I'm forty one. I'm, I'm not that old. Right, we're we're the we're the movers and shakers of yes, our family. Like we're in our forties. Like it's us now. Where we used to be the kids who were sitting on the side watching everybody else do stuff. Now we're the the movers and shakers doing stuff. And so um, that's why, like, yes, I do think that it's important for our generation to kind of take a stand on this type of thing and now again I get it if you have preferences you have preferences you know what I mean no one is going to begrudge you of your dating preferences right but if you start bringing that stuff into regular conversation into right into friendships co-worker situations like things like that now you're not only alienating people but you're like Carol said you're cutting yourself off from so many people and from my perspective I just feel like that's lame I feel like we have enough problems in our community already why should we create another one when we could all unite and work together so from my perspective I believe all y'all beautiful just keep it pushing stop being stop being weird brown skin girls are pretty light skin girls are pretty stop being weird y'all like for brown real skin men are awesome and so are light skin men stop being weird y'all we're all just humans and so right. that's what it boils down to you still bleed red you get cut you still bleed red so i don't care if you're light skin or brown skin you get cut you're gonna bleed red that's what matters like you said we're all part of the same race at the end of the day example of basically you know when i was in college um, someone I dated was very, very brown skinned. She was beautiful. She had a beautiful smile, beautiful eyes. So I didn't think nothing of the fact that she was very, very brown skinned. I didn't care. Her skin looked beautiful to me. But I remember my friends at the time, like, that's your girl? Yeah, she's darker than a mug. So what? She's fine as hell. You're tripping. But they couldn't see that because, they, because because they're focused on color. And, and that's what's crazy, right? And I now. and I literally had that conversation with somebody and we they would say that they would get with a girl who's light skinned and ugly just because she's light skinned. I used to wonder that too. I'm like, oh, they'd get with a girl who's light skinned and ugly just because she's light skinned as opposed to be with this brown skinned goddess that I was with. She was beautiful. Like but she was so dark that people would actually say that to me. Like, yeah, you're tripping. That ugly girl. Like, yo, you're tripping, dude. Like, get out with yourself. Now, granted, again, late 90s. Yeah. So, you know, it's different, different time, different mentality now. I did not know him back then, y'all, okay? We did not know each other back then. <laughs> right. But the point is, is, is like, what that I'm trying to make is, and I mean, it wasn't just my friends on campus that would say stuff like that to me. 
I would go, you know, over her house, and it was just like her mom and her brother and everybody was just treating me, I guess, different. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. But um, oh, it's definitely a thing because people thought that I would look different than how I look like when they like. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. So when like people when, when, when people met me, met when people me people met me and they knew I was married and hadn't met my wife yet, and then I introduced my wife as this fine fit little chocolate girl, they'd be like. I didn't expect like, you to be with that. That's I, your life. I'm I like, expect you to be with some big light skin giant. It's like why? Because I'm a tall, you know, a tall, thick light skinned man. I gotta have a thick light skinned woman. No, that's like everybody has preferences, and just because that's what y'all think should happen doesn't mean that that's what's gonna happen for me. That don't mean that that's what's gonna happen for me. And so, yeah, I did experience that. I experienced. So it just it's again it's another facet of how this colorism can ruin things and why we just as a culture gotta get over it it's not just us though the crazy thing is better too the crazy thing is outside the african-american community it's even worse than some other communities like like really though what, what, why do you think that why do you think sammy sosa did that to himself because in the cuban community it's a big deal in the dominican community right. it's a huge deal if you're like my complexion or lighter versus darker than my complexion in the dominican community they don't even it's like a whole different country it's weird like that. It's really that has a lot to do with that island in particular. Yeah, I was the same it's thing. a lot to do with that island and if you want to take a history lesson on yeah, look at the, the island of isn't it the island of Santo Domingo like that, that is Haiti and the Dominican Republic isn't that Santo Domingo is the island? It doesn't matter. The point is yeah, is that like the, there's a there's a there's a real there's a real reason why Dominicans have a have a thing like that and you need to kind of look at history to uh to see where it comes from it's still rooted in the same shit yeah, though. Right. racism racism and slavery is what it's rooted in but you know other cultures do colorism way worse than us and that's unfortunate yeah well this has been a phenomenal episode phenomenal p word <laughs> and so i had emotions that I didn't even think were gonna come out, but it's okay because like when we had our little beach our beach video say, hey, we're back. We did talk about like we're gonna be more open and vulnerable. So this is what happens when when y'all get the openness from Jason and myself. And from this little guy who was watching us as our studio audience, aka nephew. <laughs> He's pol polluting my air in here, man. I know that Bama just I dropped the load. I needs to be changed after uh, we're done. That's fine. We're gonna get your we're gonna get your diaper in a minute, little <laughs> homie. That's probably why he was clapping because he got it out. <laughs> that's why he was clapping a couple minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. probably just got his poop out and got excited. Yeah, yes, so that, thank that you. Nothing to do, of course, with the episode, but we do have a little person watching us, staring at us, like, what's going on with Auntie and Uncle. So again, like I said before, if you want to uh, chime in on this topic, I think this is a real good topic for the listeners of any race, creed, whatever. Tell us how you feel about this. I mean, it's it's all we're all adults here. Most of us, our listeners, are adults. We do have one twelve-year-old listener who is oh a who God, is girl, who is a number one fan. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I really do want to know how y'all feel about this because I've had my experiences, and I know like people that I know have shared their kind of experiences who have been relatively similar to mine. But like, I wonder the the situations from other yeah. scenarios. Like one of like one of my best friends is a dark-skinned man. One of my best friends. And I'd be wondering all the... I, I, we don't really talk about that kind of stuff. 
But like, I be wondering. Like, I wonder how it was for you, bro. Because we're the, relatively we're relatively the same age. I wonder how it was like for you, bro. Because it was like this for me. And then I look at his dating preferences, and he's kind of progressive like me. He don't care. Like, it's not about the color of a person's skin. It's, it's about, about the, the texture. Look, the it's, look, of the look, character. No, it's not about the color of her skin. It's about the texture of her skin. Do you hear me? Okay. If you know, you know. Okay, with this daggone bell. It's not the color of the skin. It's the texture. Yes, now that uh, we've gone over that, we've had a lot of fun with this topic. It's a serious topic, but we can still have fun with it because it is ridiculous, right? So it does make us kind of laugh at times. It's, it's ridiculous that in 2022, we're still talking about colorism. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad, I'm, like I said before, I really want y'all to chime in on this one. Please hit us up. Uh, if you, you know, anybody who's our local listeners that know us, you know, text us about it, and we'll put you, we'll put y'all stuff in the next episode. We'll probably have a follow up to this, yeah, definitely. because this Eventually. is some good, this is good stuff. Um, so that brings us to our next segment of the day. What's it called, nephew? It's called waving. Okay, great. He looked at me like I don't know, bro. What's the line? He looked at me like what's the line? What's the line, Uncle Jay? I don't know what to say right now. We're gonna do some wordplay. So who's going first today? You, you know it's ladies me. first. Ooh, ladies first. Ladies first. It's ladies with first. Snap. Go. Okay. You don't know the lyrics with the snaps. Go ahead. My sister. My I, sister. I, with it. Right. I was grooving to this. They can't see me yet. <laughs> <laughs> My ahead. letter is B. Oh, B as in black. B as in beautiful. All right. So. You're supposed to, I'm supposed to close my eyes and just... And just give me a, a B word and not that B word. <laughs> Young, what is that? Good, it stumped you too. What's the word? Holy sh... And the two words that's in between, you 100% know. So I'm going to give you this because I have clues. no idea. I don't even know. I've never seen this word before. Good. Baclofen. 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 Baclofen, B O C B A C L O F E N. Baclo, baclofen. So the, define baclofen. It define it and use it in a sentence. How to spell it again? Baclofen, B A C L O F E N. Okay, so if I heard this word without the dictionary, I would think it's a um, a medicine, but it's but it's obviously not a medication. Okay, baclofen. Oh, the pressure. Oh, my God. My tights, my, 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 my toes are getting tight. My chest is getting tight. 15 seconds. Back loafing. Okay. Uh, mm. oh Man, this young enough Something. forgot. This young enough no. forgot again. He back loafing. He's just young enough oh. forgot. This young enough forgot his uniform for practice, man. We're supposed to go there. He back loafing again. Nah, that ain't what we talking about. Okay, we not so back loafing. I'm going to guess the definition. Uh, back. Um, what's the word before it? Backyard. Which wouldn't help me with the context. Backyard is the word before it in alphabetical order. You want to know the one after it is? Band. Bacon. <laughs> Bacon. Baconator frost? No, seriously, okay. bacon. That's okay. what's the catty corner. Backyard and bacon. Back, In the middle is backloafing. Backloafing. Something dealing with having a back issue or like going backwards. B-A-C, not B-A-C-K. All right, so backloafing. Help me out, please. Origin unknown. 
a gamma amin uh, a gamma amino butyric acid analog, and I am not going to read. I am not going to read that chemical uh, makeup C10H12CINO2 used as a relaxant of skeletal muscle, especially in treating space spasticity, okay. as in multiple sclerosis. So baclofen is a drug that oh, is used. so I was right originally. No, it's I told you. I told you. I was like, yeah, keep going. So baclofen is a drug that is used to um, relax skeletal muscle, um, especially in treating people with multiple sclerosis who are having, you know, spasms, having oh. a spastic attack. So pretty interesting word. I'm sure the couple of doctors on our line already knew what that was what? and They're just like, keeping it Jason pushing. and Carol, that's old news. Okay. Man, you know, it is what it is, man. We back loafing. <laughs> he back doing it. He back loafing again, <laughs> What's man. What's your letter? Nephew, let's, let's pick a word for Uncle Jason. W. W, because he's a winner, and so is the one nephew, too. So, Miles Garrett at W. Okay, I'm gonna have him choose your word because his his fingers are so little anyway. Oh, he pointed. Point the book. Point the book. The book. Book. Give him some, little guy. He's getting there. Boom. What he touch? No. It don't matter. It don't no. matter. That's what he touched. I'm not using his word for choice too easy. Young, you're that joint with he chose weak. I'm not gonna use weak. Like seven days a week. No. I'm you're it gonna well, I, it could have been weak in the knees. You could hardly speak. Okay. I don't know what weak you meant. Okay. You're another easy word. Wheel. Why are you looking though? I did in my right, eyes wheel. closed. A wheel. Invented in the oh, invented the in the ancient times. It is a round thing when connected to an axle allows it to roll. A wheel. Used in a sentence. I hit that pothole harder than a mug and bent my wheel. And the wheel came off. <laughs> right until the wheels fall off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. Why you just drop little man? <laughs> He jumped. He, he jumped away. He was like, I'm back, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us for the Linguistic Show. Mm -hmm. Definitely check us out on our platforms. What are on, the platforms? They are Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. As Jason was saying, feel free to send us some comments or some DMs because this topic is really important. And like mm -hmm. he was saying, we will follow up on this down the road um, during during the season. So thanks everybody. Bye y'all. Let's see whether our, our fan is gonna say anything. You say bye. He's just going to yank the, the microphones <laughs> off the table. That's what he's going to do. Okay, bye, everybody. This has been an Ashangali Enterprises production. Co-produced by Naomi. Music by Brassville. <laughs>